Welcome to the Adapt or Die podcast. This podcast explores ideas related to self-growth, finding meaning, and living a more fulfilled lifestyle. It's your host, with the most, Armel Tala. And it's your host, on the low, Ben Smith. We're two college students on our own path of lifelong learning with the hope that you will join us in our journey. And now, it's time for the next episode of the Adapt Adapt or Die podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of the Adapt or Die podcast. And Ben, school just started. How's it being back in college? It feels really good. I'm, feel- I'm happy to be back, like see everyone, like you know, do my thing, see people. But yeah, I'll be honest, I think you feel this too. I feel kind of like unproductive, like I have not been getting things done. Yeah. For a podcast, it's about productivity. Well, you know, we are about productivity and a bunch of whole other things we haven't even explored into like the financial and the whole philosophical other parts of um the podcast we want to other ideas we want to explore but yeah for for us being for us speeding about productivity it is hard to be productive no during the catch-up i call it like the catch-up week before yeah. school because the- everybody moves in at the same time and then you're all like hey yo like get it like i got people hitting me up that i was like okay we ended off like on a cool note but i don't mean we got to pick back up on a like we can you can wait a little bit you know Perhaps. so but that's that's a very that's a very boring answer, man. I'm I oh, was man, ecstatic. I was, su- I'm trying to think of big words now. <laughs> I was su- <laughs> super super fragilistic, whatever. But I was super excited because I have one class in person, and the difference of having an actual class in person to like online is just I forgot. I forgot that was like a thing. No, no my thermo class. My second class, uh, my teacher came in and he was like, all right, guys, so one of your class members already has COVID and one of your TAs has it already as well. I was like, already? Bro, like, it's been like, it would literally been like 48 hours since school started. It's crazy. It's crazy. For all those, well, by the time you guys listen to this, we're, we will probably be like a smooth month into yeah. school. So, so hopefully this podcast is being helpful, especially what we're talking about today. Because I think, to me, I'm happy. Like, I'm actually super happy I decided to make this the topic that we talked about before school started. And, like, I'm actually still getting through the reading on it. I'm almost done. But this is probably really that. helpful. Really helpful. And what's the topic today, Ben? Let, let the people know. The topic today, guys, is how to think deeply no no that's a, that's the philosophical one that's the philosophical oh wait what is the thing deeply oh you're right you're right yeah, no, and no. today's topic is about doing deep work it's about not thinking deeply but working deeply and let me say the amount of times he used deep he used the, the uh, then we're doing it based on a book called deep work deep work and it's rules for focus success in a distracted world by cal newport and but to begin with i think it's important to define what deep work is it just it just seems like you're throwing deep in front of some word and you're like ooh, cool i feel like i feel like this really resonates with you so i'll let you take that away deep work to simply put i'll give you guys the like book the book definition professional activities performed in a state of distraction-free concentration that push your cognitive capabilities to their limits. These efforts create new value, improve your skill, and are hard to replicate. All this is saying is you have something difficult you need to do. You need to do it undistracted, no phones, no, nothing, completely like practically, you have to be isolated. It's not even like a practically, no, you isolate yourself, get the work done, 
and it's a it's a, something that's difficult and it's just it's work that you can't just like wait so like i can't work automate, with my friends really huh i can't work work with my friends i no, can't do that your friends are a distraction my phone out of your phone i can't eat what watch the tv you can take a like you can take like a five minute break like a five-minute break, but <laughs> but what's different? What's different here is there's actually there's deep work and then there's shallow work. Shallow work. That those are just funny names. Very very spicy names. He, yeah. he he thought a lot about those. I feel like he was at the beach when he wrote this. He was yeah. like, hmm, deep work, shallow shallow work. work. <laughs> and he was like, sounds like a good name. But yeah, to summarize it though, shallow work is the definition from the book is non-cognitively demanding logistic logistical style task often performed while distracted these efforts tend not to create much new value in the world and are easy replicate and i think like what's really important is the value creation that he's talking about with deep work you're doing something that's that will produce something valuable to either you or someone else and it doesn't have to be like a product or specifically in the book he talks a lot about like professional work but i think it also can be related to um to school work like definitely the value you're producing from the work you're doing in school is like good grades that will right. you know either show tell that you're mastering something or it might be helpful to showing i don't know people that are that are looking at your looking at your resume and being like oh look he has a 3.9 very fancy very fancy. very fancy very fancy all right so we have these these two words deep work shallow work um but why, why, like, why are we defining this, these two types of work, man? Like, what, why, why are we going through all the, the, the trouble of, like, trying to separate out, like, deep work and shallow work? That's a, that's a great question, because at first you're like, all, isn't all work the same, right? It, right. It, like, it just is like, what why are different? we identifying them? But it's, it's, because, it's because we're shifting into what, what they call the information age. And that's mainly doing, that mainly just means that a lot of the work that's being done isn't like manual labor. It's more based on like you information, either you producing something creatively, like writing, novel writing, you know, making movies, or it can be with like a lot of what software companies doing, using data. So again, information, just data, information being used to produce value out in the world. Right. And this is restructuring the economy because in order to be good with information, there's like it's not the same as doing manual work. You can do manual work pretty shallowly. But so because because there's this reconstruction happening in the economy, there's going to mm-hmm. there's going to be two types of people that are going to be at top. Only two? Only two. So I mean, I technically, need to carefully, there's a huh? third one. There's a third one. You got to be rich. But that's like a given. Everybody knows yeah, yeah. that. That's but, old money. We don't talk about that. Old money. No, we want new money now. But so there's two types of people, and that's highly skilled workers, people that are like, that, you know, okay. learn, like really master a skill or like are good at with multiple skills. And then they're superstars. And this is really the same as highly skilled, except these superstars, they're like masterful in one thing. Like right. an artist, like if you want to be an art, like a superstar artist. And that's because like not everybody can be a great, not everybody is going to be a successful artist, only those at the very top. Yeah. And so the reason why we're identifying these different types of work is that those two, the two type of people that are at the top, they, they use deep work in order to in order to gain the skill, in order to become masterful or something, in order to pr- produce the best, be a superstar in that. And then let me rewind real quick. On the highly skilled uh, workers, it's, it's highly skilled knowledge workers, specifically in the areas of uh, it, dealing with AI and kind of robotics, just because that's where the world is heading. So if you can know a lot about computers and using them, because they're going to be used for literally everything. And el- everything is going to be yeah, automated. It's going to be automated. So if you can learn how to program, how to automate these computers, how to do, you know, you don't, it's like, it's not just necessarily think, computer think, science, but think Wally. Yeah. Like literally, literally, like think Wally, except hopefully the world isn't trashed. Like, that's, what, that's hopefully, like, we'll oh, see. hopefully the world isn't trashed. I'm, but I'm it, not that's so how, optimistic on that. 
I, I, you know what? I have faith in humanity. I have faith in we'll, humanity. We'll try. We'll try. But so, in, in order to like really, I guess, be these two types of people, I feel like there's. Is there a way? Is there like a certain type of things I need to do to become those type of people, Ben? Well, there's yeah. There's there's two skills that you're gonna need to be able to do in this new information age. And the first thing is you're gonna have to be able to master things, difficult things, very quickly. That's I think that's the funniest thing ever. It's like you're like, hey, yo. So what's an important skill to have? The ability to learn new skills. You're like. Wait, what? isn't that why I'm here? I can learn a skill, not learn how to learn a skill. But, learn, but but again, but, that's super important, right? And it, it comes in like from the information age. Like we, uh, things are changing so fast. You guys have seen this, even with our parents. You know, their lives have changed so much from the start to the where from like, when they were born to where they are now. And our lives are going to be, um, they're it's going to change drastically from now until you know, hopefully, uh, you know, at least like sixty. Yeah. Hope you guys make it that far. If not, though, well. Hopefully, I'll make it that if far. If not, too. don't worry. We're going to drop some nutrition <laughs> videos, and you'll be able to make it that far. Okay, right. this seems this seems pretty intuitive. It's like, yeah. okay, like I need those. Wait, hold on. I didn't get the second oh, one. Oh, you didn't get the Just last real quick. one? Yeah, okay. it was, the first one was master things quickly. The second thing was produce at an elite level, which is basically just like being a superstar, like yeah. producing and high it, quality, I, very voluminous work. Sorry, yeah, yeah, and I hope people see like the connection between number one, mastering things quickly, highly skilled worker, right? Right. So mastering a new skill like with the information age, and two, producing at an elite level. That's those are superstars. Superstars yep. produce at elite level. But so, as I, a question I was asking before, this seems pretty intuitive. It's like okay. I need to be a skillful and I need to be like really good at what I'm doing. I think everyone already knows that, but like, why is deep work? Why are we even talking about deep work? Like what makes it so important? Right. And it's like to be able to do, to carry out those two skills and to be a superstar or a highly skilled knowledge worker, you have to be able to do deep work. It's not like, it's not a question of, Oh, I can like, no, you, this is a must. Like, honestly, yeah. um, deep work is integral to being, uh, to being valuable in our changing economy like that's that's something that's coming if you haven't seen that shift i promise you it's coming you've already seen the shift towards computer science ai robotics and all this stuff is happening right now but at the same time we also have a uh, a devaluing of deep work in in uh our society and corporations as a whole um and i think you you can touch on this why is deep work becoming more rare in our economy or in our society. And then really um, the way Cal Newport explained it is there's really three big things. And then when one, when you're talking about the world of um, there's business, there's three things within the world of business. But I think number one, most obvious is social media, like distraction, distraction, social media, technology, Netflix. We just have so much things that can do so much shiny things around us. Like, Ooh, shiny. Like I feel like ooh. everyone's like the, like the one dude from the Lord of the Rings. It's like, I'll be honest, I haven't seen Lord of the Rings. Uh, not me, really, but I oh, just no, know I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, like my precious. Damn, we are both like out of touch people. No, we are. But then in terms of the business world and why, like, and you would think like if deep work is so important, and remember, guys, the reason why I feel like we're saying deep work, but maybe we're not explaining it enough, mm -hmm. like previous him saying that you need master skills quickly and produce at elite level. If you're able to do those in a, un, in a continuous and undistracted state, you are going to be able to learn things quickly right. and produce the best quality compared to if you're distracted. I think that's obvious. Just want to make sure. But in terms of business, you, which you would think would value those, they don't. And there's three, there's three reasons why. Is one, the metric black hole. And so Kyle Newport explained this to be things that you can't quantify, like productivity that you that can't be quantified. Because right. if you're told to like, I need you to have this done, I need you to have this done, and the person completes it, but then like 
you look at the parts in between, like how did they actually go about completing that? There's not really a lot of ways to quantify that because some people may be distracted and then they like they're distracted on their phones or then some people are, you know, super right. focused. Like there's, it's very hard to quantify that. Therefore. Yeah. And it's also like in, in manual labor, it's really easy because it's like yeah. how much did you produce? But in like knowledge work, the, like the, basically the new type of work that everyone's going to be doing, you know, how much did, how much new knowledge or analysis did Jill do today? It's like, yeah. I don't, we how, don't, it's, we just don't know. And it's how well tell. is that analysis? You don't really know until yeah. you get the end product. Right. And there's no way to keep track of it in between. Right. So that makes it hard for, for employers and people in businesses to understand like, oh, is what we're doing, is this strategy we're using the best strategy? It's like, no, it's probably not. And it's, again, you can't quantify those things. Therefore, they don't really make a change on that. And then principle of least resistance is pretty easy. People are going to do the easiest the thing. The like, easiest you're going to go right? the path that is the easiest, least, least resistance, not going to push too much back on you. And most of the times that's doing shallow work. That's, you know, yeah. once you feel the urge of checking your phone, you instantly do it. Last but not least, business, um, busyness is a proxy to productivity. Simply put, just because you are busy does not mean you are being productive. And right. That's a, a lot of people fill their time up with busy work that actually doesn't produce anything of value. Yeah. And the, both, both of the things you just said kind of play into the first one in terms of like the metric black hole, because we have a hard time measuring what's important or what's, what's integral to getting our results then we don't really know what to focus on. So we focus on things that just come easy to us instead of focusing on the most important things because we don't know what those things are, yeah. right? And then the, the busyness as a proxy for productivity, it's, you know, it's you're, you're picking the path of least resistance. So you're just checking email or going and having a meeting. Make or, it, you, you want to feel productive, this, but you just don't know exactly I'm what pretty to do. sure a bunch of college students understand this. And it's because it's, it's that moment. It's that moment when you know you got homework to do, but you decide to clean your house, exactly. get groceries, you know do every you know set up your calendar everything else but what's actually supposed to yep. be important that that is that is busyness as a proxy for productivity That's exactly what that is but but I, I must ask i must ask what is the hypothesis of deep work yeah i'm gonna give you guys the deep work hypothesis the argument that mr newport made for the entire book this is this is how it goes the ability to perform deep work is becoming increasingly rare at the same time that is becoming increasingly valuable in our economy. As a consequence, the few who, cul who cultivate the skill of deep work and make it a core of their working life will thrive. And not just thrive, like, like you will be levels above the rest of society. Like completely, completely Wait, can above. You, can, you, can you say this in like normal people? Like you sound, yeah, you're you sound right. like a robot. No, no my bad, my bad. <laughs> I, I, I wanted to give you the, the whole the, thing. The, but the, you know, I feel you. You're right, you're right. Um, basically, because the economy is changing, deep work is gonna be very important for you to be able to have to, pr to produce value in your career mm -hmm. so to be able to provide really high quality work you're going to be able to you need to be able to focus and produce work at a high level which is basically deep work itself and i think people should just think about it this way like if jimmy is on his phone and he's on his phone 90% of the times, <laughs> and you are on your phone only 25% of times, and y'all both have to do the same thing. Guess who's doing it faster? Guess who's doing it better? And if you do it faster, that means you can pick up new, that means obviously you don't wanna like put too much work on yourself, but you can pick up new work, you can yeah. get things done a lot faster, and you're valued more than Jimmy, because Jimmy's distracted, so. Jimmy's not doing shit. Jimmy's not doing anything, but but I think I, the, my one of my favorite parts in this book, dude was talking about, okay, so I know like, I know what what to do like right mm -hmm. like it's like okay so i know deep work's important i need i know i need to have concentrated concentrated un concentrated uninterrupted long um, periods of time just working on something difficult right, right? 
And also, real quick, I just want to give, can you give one example of deep work and one example of shallow, shallow work, just so people know, like, okay. for real, like, just with crystal clear clarity of what crystal this means. Clear, okay. Something of deep work, and we'll do with, I'll give you guys two examples of deep work. So, from a college student perspective, let's, this is like your, let's say, for most people, STEM, it's pretty cognitively, STEM is pretty cognitively demanding. Yeah. And so... That's like solving a whole bunch of math problems. Like you probably mm -hmm. wanna do, like you probably wanna solve those math problems like all at once, uninterrupted, as focused as possible because you'll get it done a lot faster and you're, right. you'll get in the state of flow. That's like deep work for college students. For people that are working in the professional, it's like writing a book. Writing a book would be best example as you don't wanna be checking your emails, like interrupting the whole story you had or yep. you know the sentence that you had going because you're too busy pop up and check your emails. Now shallow work, this is something that can relate to students or not. This is more like planning out your week, like you're setting your schedule for the day, you're you know, checking different emails, like right. checking emails, like that's shallow work. And that's it's not to say that shallow work isn't important. It's not that it's not useful. There's a there's a, just there's a time and a place for shallow work, and you no one is doing deep work. That's the point. The point is that we should be doing deep work more, and we're not we're just doing too much shallow work. If that um, makes sense. And I think it's easy even hitting more on, on the point being that deep work produces things that have that will produce value. Right. While shallow work is like okay, you're scheduling your week, but that's not producing anything. Yeah. You finishing your math homework is producing a potential you know mastery of whatever that class you're doing. Right. You writing a book that's producing value out there in the world of people going to read it. So yeah. that's like the biggest difference when we really are talking about deep and shallow. It's not like the importance of it, but what does that what does what, that work the impact provide? Of that yeah. Work. What is yeah. the impact of that work? That's the best way to put it. But so we know what to do. How? What's the first step now? If I'm if I'm wondering how to do deep work what's what's the first thing that i should do i think you guys are gonna love this answer you're gonna love this answer work deeply hold on what just work deeply bro. that's your answer why why, why do we like to complicate things <laughs> we are we just like to come i'm kidding no that's actually what um newport put on his is this step number one was work deeply and Starting off, number one, when, it, when he's talking about working deeply, yes, it's like, okay, work deeply, but he actually provides some, some ways for you to start. And mm -hmm. number one would be kind of, um, he's presented different philosophies about how you can work deeply, but really only one would apply to most people. And this is called the rhythmic the rhythmic approach and it's just it's simply meaning like you get into a rhythm of working deeply every day so you pick you pick a time you pick like a time during the day preferably the morning that you would go that you would go in and you know have like an hour and a half of you just completely focused no phone put it away mute it everything like that and just work on something that's really important that's you know that you really need to get done on that day that's rhythmic and the second was kind of what i brought up he called ritualizing it so you want to get your body your mind into this state where it recognizes when you're yeah. about to have a deep work session so something as simple as like picking a, like having the same place where you go do your deep work the mm -hmm. same time where you go do the deep work and then like um and then some cues like oh like you know you get your cup of coffee you sip on it in the morning and you, know, you start your deep work or you know you stretch before you do your deep work or you know you finish where like you work out before and then you do so having that time set time set place and then also like a cue that your body's like oh yeah it's time for us to you know yeah. start to deep work and but lastly one thing i want to interject real yeah. quick i will say that one thing we kind of all uh miss not miss but like undervalue is the importance of just having silence when you're working like don't don't have like music with words during this time like this is not for you to like you're not chilling you're not like don't be hanging with your friends while doing this work don't be in a place that's loud like go to a library go somewhere where it's quiet and you can really focus sorry to like no, no, you're good. So, i mean some people have the wild skill of being able to 
study in a super busy area, but make your life easier. Yeah. Right? I mean, but even then, like, even if you could study in a super busy area, I would argue you would still get more work done in a silent area. So then you're like, why would you go to a busy area anyway? If you yeah. can, but yeah, keep going. And then last thing, last but not least before Ben so nicely interrupted was <laughs> focus on what's like wildly important during that deep work session. So, you know, for a lot of college students, it's going to be, you probably have an exam or homework that you really need to get done. You should probably do that. And especially yeah. for your more difficult class, like you, the point of deep work is you want to do the most difficult thing. The thing that like a lot of times you'll put off mm -hmm. and just set that hour and a half and just really just go at it. Just know, yeah. even if it, even if you really don't make progress to it, as long as you spend an hour and a half, just sitting there cognitively thinking about it, like you're, you're going to make some type of progress, Absolutely. whether it's at that first deep work session or maybe it's the next or maybe it's like you go back and check it out later on in the day and now second this is probably i think you you can you can talk about this second point because i feel like you have a better mastery of of being okay with this because i'm very bad at this yeah the second point is um newport title that embrace boredom and basically what this is his, his first point was really that we should be taking a break from focusing not taking a break from distractions. And so we have so many distractions in our lives, whether it be you know, your phone, um, I don't wanna call your friends a distraction, but in a way, you know. They are distractions. In, in some ways they are, and you have to, oh, no. <laughs> they are distractions. <laughs> um, you know, your phone, uh, th there's so many ways that you can be distracted uh, in life, and so we need to be able to sit down and do work, and if you can get in the habit of just focusing and then, um, and then taking a break from that focus to do, you know, maybe five or 10 minutes, you go screw around, listen to music, go watch a YouTube video, you can watch Cody Co or something, I don't know, whatever you like, whatever floats your boat, bro. Um, <laughs> do, but the, the point here was that um, we are so uh, overstimulated, right? And so you need to be able to be okay with uh, actually being bored sometimes as well. So you don't always need to be filled with the most entertaining thing. You don't always need to be walking around with something, new information. We, we have this like affinity with novelty every day. You know, like we want to have something new, something that's uh, yeah. with us all the time. Be okay with like not thinking about literally anything. Be okay with like walking around and just being with your own thoughts in your own hey, head. When and that's going to help you focus and be actually just to be a better person we're gonna, too. we're gonna have to do the med we're gonna have to do a because that's that's exactly what meditation is just be okay with your thoughts running through your head that's why i shower a lot because one <laughs> i want to be clean but two i just like thinking deeply okay but i also think on that point too it's like you know that you have not embraced boredom when your phone buzzes and you just automatically grab it that's true I mean, like, unless you know, like, the notification is a text, like, but if it's just, like, some random buzz or, yeah. and you just, like, instantly grab it because you're, really like, on board, you have not embraced you're, boredom. And you are a, you, your phone controls you. Yeah, no, if you're, if you are reflexive to your phone, if you, anytime you get bored, you know, if you're at a social event or you're outside and, you know, you're like, oh, I don't have anyone to talk to or whatever, and you immediately reach for your phone, who's controlling you? You or your phone? phone. Just it's a question. Not a, I'm, not, I'm not judging. Just, it's just a question. All I'm saying is habits are for loops happening in the background, and your phone has control of that for loop. Now, <laughs> some people will get that. Some people won't. Most people won't I get told that. A C, I told some other person I was interning with that. Uh -huh. He was another, like, coder. And he was like, yo, you blew my mind. I was like, I know, because I was trying to prove to him simulation. <laughs> but on, on to something more similar to that, and that's yeah. social media oh my goodness. over this progression this podcast i might start sounding like ben is that a bad thing or a good thing 
depends who you are. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> um, yeah, so social media, guys, I, um, I don't want to be too harsh on y'all, but basically, we have a lot of tools at our disposal in life. Social media and our phones is one of them, and they can be used for good or for bad, and I would argue that most people do not use them well. And the point here is that when you are doing work, anytime you switch from one task to another, there's what's called attention residue. So that means that it's gonna take you around 15 to 20 minutes to be able to fully immerse yourself into the work that you're gonna be able to do. And anytime you go check your phone, anytime you go, um, you know, you get distracted real quick, that's gonna reset that, that, that tension residue and now you can't focus. So, you know, if you're in the middle of work and you check your phone, for example, and then you, you know, you see something on Instagram and you're like, oh my gosh, my friends are having fun. And then now you're thinking about them. Now you're not thinking about math problems. Now your, your deep work is just, you're, you're done. So the point here is not that social media is inherently bad. The point here is that it is a huge distraction or it can be. So just use it wisely and make sure that when you're doing work, it is not um, distracting you. Okay. Put it, put your phone in a different room, different corner, um, you know, whatever, turn it all the way off, whatever you need to do, make sure that it's not taking up your focus time for deep work. And ask yourself this question. Why am I using it? Let's just like ask yourself that because yeah. for me, that's when it really like clicked. Cause I, I was scrolling through and I was like, wait, why am I scrolling through this feed? Like, I don't, like, half, like, not even half. It was literally 90% of the people I saw on that feed. Yes, I did. I followed some people, so I was seeing more people that I actually knew. But even then, I was like, what they're posting has no value at all. E even, like, they're not telling you a catch-up of, like, their life. Like, oh, my God, like, you know, this is what happened. You know, I'm doing good in school, yada, yada. It's not like you're catching or it's not that. They're just posting some pretty cool picture they probably sat like spent two hours thinking of a caption that just like <laughs> there is you know they thought it was the dopest caption ever and then they you read it you like you double tapped it and then after that you're done and then now you're on to the now you're scrolling to the next it's all a trap 24 hours after this podcast airs you're, you're gonna lose all your instagram followers you're gonna be like, right. oh it's there, there right. we go I, I i never needed them and they never needed me they never <laughs> but last last but, but not yeah, least last but not least this is probably something that I, myself, as a very OCD person, has taken a bit too far. Maybe not. I don't even think I've taken it too far. I don't far. think I th you have, actually. I think I've actually taken this great point to, to, a great, to a great level, and I'm still working on it. But schedule every minute of your day. Let's every pause minute. For a second. Let's pause for a second. Wait, wait. Lunch? Yes. A workout? Yes. Friends? Yes. Free time? Yes. Deep work? Yes. This is this is something, but like this is something that's so valuable to me because I literally wrote down in my own journal. I said I will not spend any time without intent, even if that intent is to do nothing. It is intentional, and that's just because I will be comfortable in that time that I'm spending doing nothing, being like I plan to do nothing at this time. Like I yeah. won't be thinking in my mind like, oh, I got to do this homework assignment, or oh, dang, I didn't do this, and so like I'm out right now, like. I will be at peace because I said, no, like, this is a part of the plan. Like, you guys, when people say, like, schedule every minute of your day, some people have, like, this instant, like, gag grief. Like, oh, like, oh. Yeah. Like, uh, like, every minute, like, <laughs> dude, like, how do you, you, I mean, and not every single minute. Like, sometimes in my schedule, I'll leave, like, a 30-minute block between some things. What if I have to go pee? You schedule that as well, too. <laughs> I'm kidding. You don't have, <laughs> have to schedule using the bathroom. You, you can schedule things like shower, eating big tasks like yeah. hanging out with friends but it's important to do that because when you don't have a sense of direction for your day it is so easy to waste that time and yep. it's so easy to 
just continue doing shallow work because because you just haven't planned anything and again we are we follow the principle what is it the principle of least resistance yeah so you're gonna do within that time that you have free that you don't have scheduled you're gonna do the easiest thing so that's a really great point and no what what about this i hear this all the time people are like i don't want to schedule like i can't handle that much like uh rigidity or rigidity. rigid yeah. it, they can't have that much rigidness in their There's, day mm-hmm. right but you know like what if what if someone asked me to do something and i have something scheduled what do i do if, and it's, it's like my best friend and he needs help right there but i, yeah. I schedule math homework yeah. as i'm gonna schedule your math homework what, yeah. what am i supposed to do mel how do, how do i deal with that and again schedules are not for those people for that person schedules are not it's not set in stone it's not put out there and being like yo if you don't if you don't do your math homework at eight at eight p.m., why are you doing your math homework at eight p.m.? But if you don't do your math homework That's at eight p.m., math homework. Ben, no one cares. If you, <laughs> if you don't if you don't do your math homework at eight p.m., like the whole world's gonna end. That's not. Think of your schedule as like a template. It's not an actual like yeah. set in stone thing. It's just a template for how like the perfect day. I think Jordan Peterson says something like, "You scheduling your day should you should practically try to aim it to be the most perfect, ideal way you would want that day to go. Right, and then from there you adjust. Yeah." So if your friend does really need something like, yo, oh, okay, I I can look at my other schedule because because you have because you've already scheduled out that other week. I like to schedule my weeks week by week. I'm thinking mm-hmm. it's the easiest way to do it. Definitely. Then you can take that block of time. Use Google Calendar. Shout out. But you could take that block of time. And or then Notion. You can, shout out. And you can move it somewhere else. And you can move it to another um, location and everything like that. And so. Just because your day is scheduled does not mean you have to follow it exactly. And Definitely. I think that people fall think like when people say schedule your time, they think that, oh, I can only do that. Like, no, you can adjust. Yeah. But it's better to know where you're heading instead of walking, like heading your, somewhere blindly. Your schedule is not the Ten Commandments, I promise. It's just it's it is it is a it is a suggestion from past you about what you should be doing if everything goes perfect. OK, that, it is not it is not set in stone. OK, if something changes, you got new information, change your schedule because now you have new information about what you should be doing. That's those, the point. Those couple of those couple of sentences you said were, were eloquent were eloquently said, Ben. Thank were you. Eloquently Mel. said. Now but I think, I think uh, that wraps it up. Yeah, but that wraps it up. It was a um, great book. I'm not gonna lie. It no, was a, I highly recommend the book. It was uh, it had some really great points. Just kind of really emphasized things that uh, are really important as we talked in the podcast. But if you want to really hammer this, these ideas home, I definitely suggest you read the book. Get some more details on everything. And then read Ben's blog post about it. Yes. Read Ben's blog post. We advise you know watch this. Go. Go um, read it and then read Ben's blog post because yeah, we're coming out with AOD, AOD blog post because, I, I don't know, Ben 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 just wants to be the GOAT in this. Ben just wants to be the GOAT. But could you kind of give a quick recap of everything yeah. we talked about? Quick recap. Um, as we talked about, because deep work is becoming increasingly rare at the same time that it's becoming much more valuable, we need to focus on deep work if we want to be valued in today's society. Now, if you don't want to be valued, then don't do deep work. And that's okay. You can, if you don't like that, that's cool. Um, <laughs> you can now, be average Joe. Yeah, smoke. you can be average Joe. That's cool. Uh, to perform deep work, though, I would say the most important things, set aside 90 minutes or an hour every day, ideally in the morning if you can, to do deep work. Um, embrace boredom in life. Make sure that you're, you're embracing, uh, you know, get rid of distractions, okay? Don't focus on distractions. And as Mel said, use a schedule, okay? It will help you a lot. Make sure you're on task, on time, not on a mission. That's my school's motto. I'm sorry, I just threw that on you. Anyways. On task, on a mission, and y'all know, last end of the end of the podcast always the best part. Quotes from our Melicus Melius, and ready. this one, ooh, this this one's this one's nice. This is from our boy Cal Newport. Clarity about what matters provides clarity about what does not matter. Chef's kiss. 
And simply, I think you guys understand this, and we did a whole essentialism video about it, so this really resonates with the last, the previous episode we recorded, or is the two pre two episodes before this? I think learning is the essential. Yeah, we did learning. Yeah, two episodes. Yeah, we did yeah. learning faster before. But again, if you know what's important, it's a lot easier for you to be able to cross to figure out like, okay, this all these other stuff that I thought were important really are not as important when I wrote down and like, and my myself, me myself, I like to ask myself this question a couple times during the week or maybe every two weeks in my journal. Just ask like, what is what is really important to me? Like, what am I really striving for? Right. And so, just. Word of advice, I highly recommend journaling. We'll probably do a whole nother episode on journaling. Yeah. But again, figure out what's important so you can figure out what's not important. And that's it. Yeah. That's a quote. And so, guys, thank you for listening to this episode. Um, Deep Work, it's a great book. Again, Deep Work by Cal Newport. Check it out. Follow us on Instagram. Our Instagram is Die. Follow us on TikTok, AOD Media. Subscribe to the YouTube channel if you haven't already. AOD Media, listen to podcasts, Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anything you want. But last but not least, guys, last but not least, oh, we got yeah. a treat for y'all. We got to check out the blog as well. Oh, That's yeah, the, the blog one. too. But, you know, we got clothes around here. We got clothes, authentic over deception, meaning you got to be authentic to your to true self, to your passion. So why not be authentic and buy some shorts? <laughs> but these are shameless plug, shameless plug, shameless plug. For the people, so we're recording this on August 29, 2021. So by the time you see this, they're they should be out and you should be able to buy them. But this is what they look like. I mean, the, the black shorts are my favorite. Like, I'm gonna get some, maybe two pairs. Once I get some money, I'm broke. Hey, and we're coming out with some basics as well. So maybe you're like, I, yo, Armel, I don't like the hearts. Why, I, I don't got a girl, I don't got no one to love. I like the I, hearts. Don't worry. I don't have a girl, Benny. It's okay, but um. <laughs> So, but check them out, store aodfashion.com. Those are, they're going to be out by the time this video comes out, so I'm not even going to tell you guys about the release date. But, again, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. We really appreciate you listening. Ben, any last words? Just thank y'all so much for listening. It means the world to me and Mel. Um, yeah, that's all. And remember, tell your mama you love her and your dad as well. All of them. Peace.